Hello and welcome to Bored and Sassy. I'm Val. And I'm Sam. And we're here to bring you Disney news, discussion, and opinions with a sassy grown-up bent. Also joining us today is Bosco, who you might hear. Uh, he's a cat. He's probably going to meow. Not if you hold him up to the mic like that. <laughs> we'll find out what, what sounds he makes, but... Yeah, probably not much, probably but not. if you hear something, it's Bosco. If you hear a cat, we're recording in a different room because nothing matters anymore and the world is ending. <laughs> so, today we don't really have any topics. We're just going to talk because we miss everybody and we know that most of the people who listen to this are our friends and everything is awful and fuck. <laughs> yep, pretty much. <laughs> I don't... Ow, bitch. Well, the cat just bit me, so... Um, <laughs> this, is, this is the problem with talking with your hands while we do the podcast. It's literally... Is he's, he thinks it's a game. Normally there's no cat, but he thinks it's a game. Um, yeah, so we're... We kind of fell off the radar because everything got real dark and depressing real fast. And the Disney news was just like, Disney's not happening. And all these movies are moving to Disney Plus. And like our April trip obviously got canceled. So there's not a lot to talk about there except for the fact that like they did a good job auto canceling everything and refunding me. Yeah, I think I was I was sort of waiting to see like how long we thought this was going to go on so that I could have some sense of like, okay, this was canceled um, maybe we'll be ready to, to book at some point in right. the future and figure out, you know, at least getting something on the calendar uh, so that it, it feels a little bit more normal. Um, because we're not used to, I mean, I, this is the most privileged sounding thing in the world, but we're not used to ha not having a trip planned for the most part. Like, unless yeah, we just by been, this point, so. even if we had gone on the spring trip or hadn't done a spring trip, we would usually have the November trip planned by now. And yep. what I'm thinking is that maybe we'll do like, a late September one and an early December one because Maybe. I we haven't talked about this. I don't know if I'll feel I comfortable going to Disney. I told you that that was what I wanted to do. I know, but we but didn't. That, we didn't well, have a conversation. That's why about I it, said right? maybe because <laughs> I said the dates to you. I was like yeah. maybe these dates, and then we didn't talk and about it. I think it, I went. Mm. Yeah, you probably did, but I'm just like, for me, there is definitely that aspect of like just wanting to have something to look forward to because there's fucking nothing right yeah. now. Like. I look forward to the nights when, uh, like, Rob Plays, who we're both patrons of on Patreon, does a Discord movie night so that I can virtually watch a Disney movie with people and, like, laugh about it on Discord, like, voice chat. Like, I get excited about playing Animal Crossing. Like, I get excited about very little else. So <laughs> that's the kind of the issue is that, like, it's not like there isn't Disney news to talk about. But a lot of it's speculation right now because people keep trying to figure out when they're going to reopen um, and no one knows. And like Universal, I think just tar I think they just said something or released something that suggested they were targeting June 1st. But Disney, it's like you're going to lose money if you open at a reduced capacity. Is it worth it? Are they going to do that? Like, I don't want to speculate because it's fucking useless. Florida is like fucked because DeSantis is out of his mind anyway. Like... He just wants to reopen everything as soon as he can because the economy and that's not how pandemics work. And I'm definitely in that space where like I've had days when I'm just like, is it ever going to reopen? Like because you keep seeing all these articles right. that are just like things are never going to be the same again. Like 
in general, not about Disney, but yeah. like about the world and how we function in general. And I'm just like, well, fuck. Yeah, there's a there's a small corner of of my mind and heart that is is very scared that like yeah. you know what if we never get to go back? Like, right. What if this? What this, if this, this chapter is, is closing? <laughs> yeah. You know, because that's that's how bleak things feel right now. Because we don't have a clear end in sight. We don't have a path yeah. forward. Like the the best we have is just speculation about the things that could possibly make life return to something resembling normalcy. Um, but you know, as as Val mentioned, there are a bunch of you know good articles out there, sad but good articles about how things like, for instance, the the movie theater right. industry is just like fucked. Yeah. Like never going most back. of them were already like in debt and, and like behind on their leases yeah. anyway. Um, like I think it was, you know, AMC theaters specifically AMC. was, yeah. was the cited example. And it's just like, they just may not come back. Like we might see more straight to digital releases. We might see less money invested in film. Well, because you, you saw that AMC you know, is, not showing universal films now because trolls did too well on the digital release and oh, they're yeah. pissed about it. Yep. So they're just like, we're not showing universal films, which again, it's like the failing industry kind of thing. But it's just it does suck because there isn't there isn't a particular end to any of this in sight. There's no there's no way to predict a return to normalcy. There are places that are trying to reopen now, which is absolutely going to end in a second spike happening before a potential fall spike because if this goes long enough it'll go straight into fall and then the weather's get weather gets colder and everything gets worse again but um i think it's to something that you said about it feeling really bleak i want to acknowledge that it does feel really bleak and it's okay if you're not handling this okay and if you feel like everything's really bleak and if life sucks we have this podcast that we record in our house as a hobby, and we didn't do it for like two months. Like two or months, something. right? Right. Um, so if you're seeing, because I've seen a lot of this, if you're seeing people being like, well, I'm really taking this time to reinvent myself and work on self improvement, or like, I started this side hustle or whatever, if you're seeing those things and you're like, fuck, why can't I even get out of bed? Like, just know it's okay if you are not okay right now. There are some people who in general are going to be that more like entrepreneurial spirit in like just in life who have taken this as I have all this extra time because I'm not commuting. So I'm going to do all these great things. I think there are also a lot of people for whom that sort of performative wellness is an important part of them feeling okay. Right. Yeah. Like if they can if they can look at something and see the opportunity and try and turn it into a positive thing of like, oh, I'm gonna start this business I always wanted to start because I got furloughed and yeah. now I can do this stuff from home and my dreams can come true. It's a coping it's, mechanism right, it's, as well. That's why I yeah. say the entrepreneurial spirit yep. part of it, because I don't think that it's only a function of the like social media lifestyle we want to show off our best parts like there are people who really that's just what they do is they're gonna stay busy and they're gonna live their dreams there are also it's also important to, to remember that there are a lot of people where those things aren't really possible right now because you know if you're out of work right now and you don't have a stimulus check and unemployment is being slow like you are more concerned about feeding your family and, yeah. you know, what your path forward looks like than you are about, like, 
oh, how to, you know, improve this aspect of my life or start my own business. Like that's, that's again, the people who are really able to dig deep on those things are the people who are fairly comfortable right now. Yeah. Um, And that's definitely not a reality for millions of people like never mind the people who are stuck in their house with their four children and like losing their mind all the time because like that's that's the thing is i think that's the biggest point of it is we're all going to handle this differently and it's okay if you're handling it in a way that externally looks or to you feels like it's a it's you're handling it poorly i work usually too many hours uh, I I don't wear clothes anymore, which like to me that's a positive. To be honest, I'm just in my fucking bathrobe all day because waistbands are for the week, um, and I don't like them. <laughs> I just don't like clothes. Sam will tell you. We, like, we did a load of laundry that was all bathrobes yeah. the other day. It was <laughs> just like bathrobes, I was like I didn't even know we had that many bathrobes, <laughs> but apparently cycling. we have six bathrobes. I'm or cycling something. through them um, because it's it's like. I don't get up and do my face and I mean, I never did my face, let's be honest, but I don't, I don't do the like, oh yeah, I'm putting pants on every day because it makes me feel good. Like I wake up late and I feel like crap every morning and I'm not sleeping well and I like put on garbage clothes and by garbage clothes, I mean like a bathrobe and I, I put on, I put on a shirt if I have a video call, like we're at that level. I'm at that level. I work and then I like, maybe cook something some nights, but usually Sam's even been cooking. Um, and I like play Animal Crossing or watch some YouTube or like, again, occasionally go on like a movie night or something like that. I'm not doing classes online or like improving myself or sometimes I shower. Um, it's like really one of those things where like, you know, I've done some little side projects in the house. I made some curtains for myself. I like am making the space where I work a little bit more cozy. But some people's personalities under stress are not the type that are like, I'm going to make this productive. And if yours isn't, that's okay. It's also important to note, and I can't remember where I read this or if you said this or something, Val, but um, someone brought up the idea that it's it's uh, totally acceptable to mourn your missed vacation. Yeah, that's like, me. I said that. It's it's Christine like on an YouTube said thing. that. Ivy yeah. Winter did a whole video on it. Um, I think so did uh, Rope Drop Disney, who's a smaller yep. channel I've started watching recently. Um, and there's a there's a graphic that's been going around on Facebook that was like, it's okay to mourn like your vacation or your this, your lost job, right. your this or that or the other. Because it's normalcy. We've all lost everything that we had that gave us a sense of normalcy. Well, and a lot of people too, like a, a part of the, the daily grind for a lot of people, especially if you don't like your job and things are frustrating, is you find things to look forward to. Mm-hmm. You find things to latch onto as here is the thing that I am, you know, my my you know, shining spot in the distance that I get to sort of keep in my pocket as something that is exciting, that I get to look forward to. And it's really awful to not have any sense of stability in the future to even know what that good thing to look forward to is other than things feeling less bad. Yeah. You know, that's a yeah. that's a, a really rough reality right now is that there's so much uncertainty. Like, again, we have, you know, scientists out the wazoo telling us these are the 13 steps needed for life to return to, quotes, normal. Mm. Um, But it's just, you know, 
none of that is real. It doesn't feel real until we, we actually are yeah. making actionable progress. We literally it, don't so. fucking know entirely how this spreads or how long it's going to last. We don't know if having had it means you won't get it again. And if that doesn't, then how the fuck is a vaccine going to work? Like people with antibodies, we're not sure if they are actually immune to it. We keep hearing stories about people, not all the time, but definitely there have been accounts of people who did quote everything right and still got it. Yep. We, you know, I'm seeing people fucking walking and biking and, and running in my town when I go out for drives very rarely or like have to go somewhere, which I'll talk about in a minute. Um, without masks on well in, in within six feet of each other here's here's the thing though is that like every time i think i've got a good handle on how this stuff works based on current understanding um i read another thing that teaches yeah. me something new yeah. like i was all up in arms about people like biking or running without without masks because we thought it then, spread more but then right, that but then, got then i i yeah. read a, a very good article about the um there's a, a again air quotes study done about uh, aerosolization of mm-hmm. of you know coughing or breathing heavily and things like that, um, and they're like, oh yeah, it can reach you know seventeen meters yeah. from the person, and it's like, well, that is less significant than the like that critical load. cutoff yeah. where uh, a sufficient viral load to actually contract the virus. I saw occurs. that I think and, today, right? And so yeah. there's this whole thing where it's like the but there's the they should, odds, there's still right. Well, and, <laughs> even and if it's not that many feet. <laughs> It's the the odds are still very slim that in an outdoor environment where there's a lot of sort of air turbulence yeah. and with people moving quickly that you will get like a full dose of coronavirus in your face um, from someone going by or yeah. bike even biking next to you. But the point is there haven't been full studies done on any of this. Right. Stuff. So <laughs> everything that we're doing is is conjecture or assumptions based on other examples of things that we know and based on existing studies around other similar viruses. And what that means is that we don't know what we don't know. And there's, there's, that's the worst part for me. Right. And so all we can really do is take the, the best reasonable steps that we can right now, which, you know, frankly, I do believe even if your chances of actually spreading the virus to other people while biking. Yeah. It's just, just wear a mask. It's, it's strictly safer. You know, it's not going to make things worse to right. wear a mask. So. And it's funny because some of the people who are like denialists about the whole thing are like, well, masks would make it worse because your mask has coronavirus. And I'm like, I don't think you know me and how often I don't leave my house. Like, I have enough masks that I have made versus the the frequency with which I leave the house that, no, I'm not wearing a mask. Like, I'm not going to multiple destinations and getting it on my face right. and bringing it. Like, it's not how it happens. So um, Unlike the people that we're seeing on our local, like, town Facebook oh my God. Uh, group where there's, you know, there are people, like, going to the grocery store multiple times a week. There was um, someone who was arguing insistently that it was really important that she let the whole town know that someone at our stop and shop had it. Because she goes multiple times a week and I was like, you shouldn't fucking be going multiple times a week. There's literally no reason on earth that you should need to go like right now. You just can't. And she was like, maybe she's bicycling to the store. I was like, you just don't understand the fundamentals of this situation. But there's we you know, we mostly haven't been leaving the house, but we're also in this like shitty position where both of my grandparents had health crises my grandmother got sick and fell uh and was in the hospital for a few days she came home and then a couple days later my grandfather had a small stroke and so we're in this position where 
like they've been in and out of the hospital. There's COVID around. They have people coming in and out of their house now to take care of them. I'm, I went over last weekend to help them with something and I'm going over to stay over this Friday night. So there's also, there's that heightened stress level for me right now, which is like, again, I haven't been leaving the house. And so now I'm like going into a situation that's technically more risky because I'm seeing people who have been seeing a lot of other people due to medical necessity. And who are in the hospital, which even with a separate COVID wing, like it's still strictly higher risk just to pass through an area where people are congregating. And they both have have negative tests, but it's still just like, again, our risk goes up because of all the people that they've seen. And, and this is all that all compounded on top of worrying about my mom, who's an essential worker, quote unquote. And so who's out there in it every day dealing with the public and an, my an essential worker for the postal service, which yes. weird eh. won't get bailed out right now. Right. Um, wh- How and, essential is it? Yeah. And my best friend is, a you know, a nursing assistant and his mom has it. And, yeah. and before, you know, a week or two before all that stuff, like as this was first sort of first getting bad, we weren't even, this was a few weeks ago now. Time is a flat circle and I don't understand. Yeah. But we did layoffs at my job, like, you know, the week before I would have been going on vacation or two weeks before, I think. Um, and I really needed that vacation already before the layoff stuff happened because we've just, we've been really busy and, you know, the industry has been a lot and we've had a lot of departmental changes. And there are a lot of reasons that I just kind of needed a break. Like, it's normal to need a break from work. And... I really did. And then, you know, unfortunately, due to some projections, really conservative projections, but there were projections made that they said it makes more sense to scale back, you know, to, we're first we're going to do a hiring freeze. Now we're going to do a, a freeze on increases and then a layoff happened. And um, and it was just like, oh, my God. And I I can't get on vacation to get a, go on vacation to get away from all this. And it's just been like such a clusterfuck of not again not being able to have that like light at the end of the tunnel of okay this sucks right now but i can at least plan this thing for my stress like it's not like oh work is so busy i can't take vacation for three months it's like we have no idea how many months we're going to be stuck in this before it's actually safe to go places again there's also like this thing that i've been been dealing with is Every time I'm feeling, you know, down about the situation that we're in and, you know, frustrated by how much more money I have to spend on groceries and how difficult it is to get, like, toilet paper and <laughs> all of these things, um, then I also get this, this like, flip to feeling guilty Awful about guilt. how yeah. comfortable we are yeah. despite all of those frustrations because there are people who, like, first off, are not just feeding themselves and their pets the way that we are. Um, they have a whole family, you know. That, one of them that lost their job, or both of right. them. They're or also they're now sick. responsible yeah. for you know teaching their kids to some degree yeah. because even if you can you know camp your kid out in front of Zoom, there's a lot that is now landing on on parents for the education of their children. Um, there are lots of people who you know, obviously uh, would be relying on childcare right now. And even if they are able to continue working from home, it's significantly disrupted because they also have to be a full care, a full, full-time childcare person. Yeah. Um, and now all of those things together, and these are just, you know, all of the people that I'm interacting with daily who have jobs and are right. still comfortable. 
I am struggling to even think about what it's like for someone right now who can't get unemployment support and can't get a stimulus check and are afraid to go to the grocery store and, you know, whatever they had in their pantry is diminishing. And it's just like, that's a bleak fucking outlook for them right now. And I feel monstrous for being grumpy about not being able to get the right English muffins very easily. You know, it's, <laughs> it's this, it's, it's this weird like, thing where like I mean, my, my privilege is being like uh, guilt weaponized against myself. Yeah. It's you know? the first world problems thing. It's right. the classic thing where like the, the reality of the situation is that everyone struggles regardless of how easy it might look like they have it. And we've, there, that's sort of been talked about to death in terms of, you know, celebrities who are depressed. And you're like, how the fuck can a celebrity be depressed? They have all that money. Like, all of that stuff is still applicable. And some of us already didn't have brains that worked that great that are now working even less well. <laughs> um, and it's, it's, it is, I definitely go between those moments of feeling really fortunate that like we're pretty okay and moments of just like complete despair around how does this end? Because again, it also doesn't feel like we have competent leadership running it. So it feels like it's just going to go forever. And I know that like different states have been forming little coalitions, but it still feels like if the federal government does not get their shit together, we're still fucked. Um, So it's, it's, it's definitely that weird moment of like, fuck, I'm so privileged, but also everything sucks. And I know for my part, like I've been doing direct aid where I can. Like I have a friend who's been sort of reaching out to people and saying, hey, what do you need? And especially like freelancers and performers and things like that. And then will message me and be like, hey, do you have this much for someone's groceries or a part of a rent? I'm splitting it between this many people, like that kind of stuff. So Like, where you can, if you can, try to help. Like, I know I'm saving a lot of money right now because we're not eating takeout. I know that takeout is technically safe, but, like, it freaks me out too badly. I, like, I I ate fruit salad that my mom made this week, and I was, like, a little nervous about it. But it just, like, it's just, I just feel too nervous to get takeout. So we're not getting it. And we ate a lot of takeout. So yeah. my credit card bills are absurdly lower each month because <laughs> like I usually, you know, I have a JetBlue card, so I'll put stuff on it because you get extra points for right. restaurants. And it's been way lower because we didn't go on vacation and then we're not getting takeout and stuff. And so it's like, okay, I can still save more money than I was before and also help people. So yeah. to the extent that you can, if you are lucky enough to still have a job, um, <laughs> you know, try to help other people. Cause in some ways, at least that can kind of mean that you're doing a little bit of good with the privilege that you do have. And I know Sam too is like, you know, anytime when we had the layoffs at my job or in general, I've just been trying to be like, Hey, you know, my company is not hiring, but Sam's company is still hiring. So yep. like, I just you... hired two, two new software engineers who are starting next week and the week after, yep. which is if you're, uh, weird, but it's In great. the Boston area and you work in tech, feel free to use our contact forum and let us yep. know that you, because most of you are our friends who listen, but even if you're not, like, you know, we'll look at resumes because there are so few places that are hiring. There is this wonderful community that's developing. If you, like, look at LinkedIn, there are all these spreadsheets of people who lost their jobs and are available and what their skills are and, and all that stuff in their industry, but the reality of the situation is 
the companies that are still doing good business or that are doing even better business because of this are not going to be able to make up for the jobs that are lost by the companies that have to do layoffs. They're right. just not going to be able to. That's the reality of the situation. And so as much as we can, we want to make sure that we're boosting the connections that we do have. And um, yeah, so like seriously use our contact form and just be like, hey, you know, tech, you, Sam is a software engineer specifically, but you know, his company has sort of positions all over like most do. So we can always hook you up if, you know, we're not going to go saying our company names and stuff on this podcast, but, um, that's a, a big thing for me is trying to help, you know, today someone yep. in town wanted some drawstring bags because they're a respiratory therapist and they have to go between non COVID and COVID areas. They're having to reuse their fucking PPE. And so they want drawstring bags so that they don't have to wear it out of the COVID area into the, the non COVID area, but then they can keep it in the bag if they have to go back over to the COVID parts. Like, and so I was like, Oh shit, I have a couple drawstring bags. I can help. Like I'm trying to find those ways that I can directly do something. I made a friend, Sharon, I know you're going to listen to this. If you're listening to this by now, I made my friend Sharon a mask. Like I made my mom a mask cover that she ended up using a different one that I had made earlier because for some reason my pattern is getting smaller. I suck at pleating you guys. Um, I'm trying to do what I can where I can. (laughs) It's another thing, too, that we've been trying to to help the small businesses that we normally patronize by just outright donating to them in place of paying for normal services. Like Like, we we pay for for cleaners and a dog walker normally. And and we're like actually paying the cleaners double right now than we usually do basically every other, you know, they come every other week and we've been basically paying double what we would on the normal every other week schedule because... I might have people even have mentioned canceled. that in our last podcast, but it's been that so you, long. Yeah, to, so that you I don't should know. try to keep paying people. Know. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I'm just trying to suggest that other people think about yeah. those businesses that walker. you worry might not be there yeah. when when this is over if they aren't supported right now. Yeah. So, like, do do what you can, and also please, uh, just. Please, please tip your grocery delivery oh people my God, really please well. Please don't fake tip and kick it out. A lot later, of these please. people are really struggling right now. They don't get paid a ton by you know Instacart, Instacart or, or you know or, Amazon or yeah. whoever Whole Foods, whatever you know. And so uh, they really do rely on those tips in order to make it worth the time and the risk because yeah. you know they're the ones going. They're into not these getting public hazard places. pay. They're and, not even right. really probably making minimum wage. Right, these and they sure as hell aren't getting health insurance for this yeah. for for at least every you know every gig economy type job that I've heard of still yeah, doesn't no. have that kind <laughs> of coverage. So. Um, they're really putting themselves at risk to make ends meet, and all that we can do is try and support them. So yeah. be understanding if they don't get everything perfect, if they, you know, if they uh, bump your groceries around, and please tip them, even yeah. if you're not totally happy. This is not the time to to do the I got bad service, so I'm not tipping. Right. Like we and I've seen stories. I read a story in Wapo or somewhere I forget where somebody just said that they like didn't like people would would put these huge tips on and then edit it after the fact so you would take this massive order and then get nothing for it effectively because they knew that they wanted that high tip to entice someone to take their order over someone else's and then they would just rescind it even if it was perfect and that kind of stuff is awful like these are people who need money and who are working and who are making it so you can have food more safely than if you had to go to the grocery store and like well, and I've, I've said this before, like I genuinely think it's probably safer to have a a 
uh, smaller set of people going to the grocery yeah. store on behalf of other people yeah. because then those people represent a a smaller pool. It's a smaller mm-hmm. like uh, potential like impact of spread basically. So yep. it's you know rather than having people who are you know actively working at hospitals then also need to go physically into grocery stores. Right. You right. know yeah. So it's so, it's just trying to take care of other people because yeah. that's all that you can do right now. Like and, it's not a time to be selfish and an asshole about and stuff. Take care of yourselves. Like it's yeah. it's okay to not be okay. Um, do your best. This has turned that's into my... the group therapy uh, <laughs> podcast. I but... honestly repeat, it's okay to not be okay to myself and others so often right now, and it's important. Like. I usually at this time of year would be able to like start getting out and like doing bird watching. And I've done like some from my car and stuff, but it's not the same as being able to like go to a state park and walk around. And you fucking can't right now, even if I tried, because apparently the local one is just full of people yeah, it's all just the overrun. fucking time. Like, yep. oh, absolutely. Like parking lot full, ridiculous. And I'm like, then I'm not fucking going because it's not safe, even though I quote unquote could. Like, it's not illegal. They're opening it. But the the problem is like that would be like a way to get a happy thing and like I don't have the happy thing and it's okay to just be like well fuck I don't even have my good outlets like if it weren't for Animal Crossing I don't really know what I would do so let's let's talk a little bit tying this back to Disney yeah um what what are some good things that you know we do to to try and feel a little bit more okay or to try to you know tap into that Disney magic a little bit buy things buy things um, <laughs> Definitely buying things. Uh, retail therapy is is totally acceptable if you can afford it right now. I bought um, um, one thing. One thing too, like um, we watched while we were supposed to be at Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, we watched uh, a couple of like ride through videos. Oh yeah. Um, just to again, it's sort of this this. Uh, I should have been there right now. I'm mourning that vacation, and it it helped. It made me feel a little bit more connected to the experience that I. I wanted to be having. Mm-hmm. Um, I um, bought some merch at one point because uh, targeted advertising on Facebook works. And there was a really <laughs> cute Mickey and Minnie clock that was like red with cherries like for your kitchen. And I have red appliances where I can. And uh, so I got that and I got this Maleficent uh, picnic blanket kind of thing that like folds up into a bag and it matches my Maleficent Tervis mug, like with this cool eighties looking design. I got a 50th anniversary haunted mansion piece of merch. That is a doom buggy with the hitchhiking ghosts in it. That plays grim grinning ghosts. It's if you hit so the button. Cool. Like, and I put Disney stuff on the shelf behind me where I work. So there's, I had gotten this idea, like I'll do a plant shelf. And then I bought the plants and they still haven't shipped because everything's so <laughs> delayed. But I moved a shelf in here and I moved candles on it. And then I was like, okay, you know what? I am going to do like a little shelf with some Disney stuff. And it makes me smile when I see it behind me on calls because like, you know, there's like the grown up shelves with the candles and the plants and whatever. And then there is like this cute little, you know, I've got a little orange bird park pal and these little Mickey and Minnie, I forget what they're called. They're not Tsum Tsums. They're different. No, they're a different, (laughs) but it's a different brand, but. Um, but they're officially licensed, whatever, in my Magic Candles and my Maleficent and Ursula Legos and my little Doom Buggy. And, and your Hatbox Ghost. Gorgeous Hatbox Ghost art that I got from uh, Charityland Auction this year. So, like, we did the, yesterday, I sprayed my, like, Magic Candle Company, um, hashtag not sponsored, uh, <laughs> Polynesian <laughs> spray in the room. And it actually stuck around for a long time and was nice. Um, 
you know, we're doing, trying to do little things like that. I listened to this medley uh, by, I think it's Voctive now, but it's an older one from before they had that name, but it's an acapella group that is a lot of people from Voices of Liberty. And there's this gorgeous medley, Disney Fly medley, it's called, if you look it up on YouTube, of a bunch of songs about flying from Disney films. And I just, I listened to that on and off for like a week. I listened to it a bunch too. Like it's so really much. good. And it's like I'll really do the good. park soundtrack stuff too. Like there's a great yep. playlist on Spotify called like the Ultimate Magic Kingdom playlist. And oh, it's huge. It's yeah. massive. Well, he has that one and then also one for each park. But right. I like the Magic Kingdom one the best, especially because it's correct and goes left to Adventureland yes, once correct. you get off Main Street. Accurate. Boom. Um, so there are little things like that that we've been doing to kind of try to keep some of the magic. I've been uh, just putting on the resort TV yeah. um, recording. I haven't done just, that at night Just as much. because it's, yeah, it's it's just one of those things. Where I, I started doing it again when we should have been yeah. uh, at Disney because we are so used to having that on in the hotel. Yep. And I was like, okay, that's a nice way to, to just sort of imagine for a moment so that when I do wake up in the middle of the night or when I can't sleep or whatever, mm-hmm. um, I at least have a little bit of that, like, this is the the comforting normal thing. And sometimes it backfired and just made me a little bit sad. That, yeah. You know, it, it wasn't really reality, but um, there's still something very comforting about, you know, those, those nice little uh, connections to something that, you know, at least most people listening to this probably share in common as a, you know, a, a very positive thing. Yeah. So. A few times I've... Um... Like I've made my Joffrey's coffee. Um, I've we've made Mickey waffles a few times. That we have the Mickey waffle maker that was seventy fifth birthday, ninetieth birthday, Mickey I don't birthday. Remember. Yeah, some it's some Mickey birthday. Um, and I we also got the golden malted mix, which is what they use in the parks. And you know, sort of learned that if you leave it a little longer than it thinks it needs, uh, it, it gets relatively close to tasting like park waffles. So like just little stuff like that we've been kind of trying. And I know Disney has put out a bunch of like, here's how to make blah, blah, like in the parks. But like the Dole Whip one is not, yeah, it's, just actively it's not wrong. get Dole Whip right. mix, which is what it is. So like, <laughs> I'm not sure they're all really that uh, accurate, but, but things like that. Like, I mean, I've been tempted to buy a soft serve machine and no, buy a couple bags of Dole right Whip now. mix, but. Scent memory is really powerful too. So stuff like the the Magic Candle Company, like Haunted yeah. and um, Pirate Life are like good, but not necessarily exact dupes for anything. Rome Burning is pretty good for the, the burning smell good, yeah. in um, in Spaceship Earth. Um, the Polynesian and Pop, what is it called? Wow Century, I think. Yeah. Um, sprays are really good. Like the scents are very good dupes. There is a kind of conditioner that I have that smells kind of like the Polynesian um that I'll use sometimes there's I mean I shaved my head so maybe less now but I still use that <laughs> I still use conditioner sometimes on it um that was pretty quick development in quarantine was like I need a haircut and I'm just gonna buzz it um but like I have lotion that smells like it I have a deodorant that I bought for the first time as a travel size on oh, a Disney right. trip yeah. degree so it's still and in it your brain like it's that's it's Disney the Disney spell yeah. to me and I still use it every time I go and usually only when I go because it keeps it as this like scent association so finding things like that can be really helpful too to just make you feel like oh I'm just like a little bit like I'm there yeah. you know yeah absolutely it's it's just helpful when you are trying to find little nuggets of joy in like an otherwise pretty terrible world right now so from a a 
audience interaction perspective here, this is something that I'd like to also ask all of you who are listening. Are there things that you've been doing to feel a little bit more normal or to mourn your missed vacations or anything like that? Uh, especially Disney related, but it could be anything. Yeah. Um, that are, are helping to bring you just a, a little bit of joy right now because it is it is a tough time. Um, and you know we would love to love to hear from you and hear what you're doing to to cope. Um, yeah. Especially if you you know have cool Disney ideas. Yeah. Are you building you know uh, Omni Mover rides in your backyard? For are instance? you doing like someone I know from? Um... Ivy Winter's Discord is making the Lego oh, uh, yeah. Cinderella Castle. Yep. Like, are you doing those things? You know, are there somebody in there who's like making his backyard into like Disney? Like he's got speakers and stuff and he's like doing yeah. all kinds of cool work. Oh and- man, I just realized now I'm extra jealous of that guy who built like a the Disneyland basement. Yeah, basement. the Disneyland basement. That was incredible. Oh my God. Yeah. And like yeah. right now I would have been very happy to have some, even yeah. though like, yes, it's, it's a little bit less magic if you, you know, get to go down to it every single day or whatever, but still yeah. like, but that's I don't the know, kind if you're going to be camped out somewhere, it might as well be yeah. that cool. That's the kind of thing that like, you know, you got to find ways to make magic and we'd love to hear the ways that you're bringing that into your own homes. Um, you can tweet us at Bored and Sassy on Twitter, or you can always submit it through our contact form, which is just go to boredandsassy.com and click contact and, you can send that to us because, um, like, honestly, part of it is that I want to hear it because I like hearing these things. And part of it is because I want to steal your ideas. <laughs> Absolutely. And also, like, you know, if you're if you're contact, contacting us anyway, let us know how you're doing. You know? Yeah. Um, we're, we're worried about everyone out there, but uh, especially the people that we know because it's, you know, more personal. But yeah, we're fucking um, we're let making us know it how, how you're doing. We're worried about all of you and we hope you're doing OK. Yeah, that's honestly like. We're like, what are we going to talk about? I was like, I don't know, but most of the people who listen to this are our friends, so. Yeah, it's just like a big I conference call where we dominate the line and don't let you talk. So. <laughs> everyone else is muted on this Zoom. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think we probably, we talked about a lot yeah. of things. We kind of um, beat it to death, I think, but yeah. You know. And maybe we'll start trying to do a more regular schedule. I don't know. Like, it's going to depend. There's a lot up in the air right now with my family and with all that. Um, but, you know, maybe as things go on, we'll try to get back into a schedule as we get into a routine. But it's everything keeps changing so much that it's not, you know, we haven't really gotten into a routine, even though we've been home for like seven, six, seven, eight weeks or something at this point. Like, yeah. it's really difficult to to find an equilibrium and a balance. And so I've, I've only just barely figured out how to keep up on dishes from yeah. eating three meals. <laughs> right. From eating three uh, meals a, in, a the house, in the a house. Day. So, yeah. you know, so. and to have enough food for, our, for that yeah. many meals. Yeah. So. so it's definitely, um, you know, maybe once we get into some kind of a routine, we'll start talking again. Cause it's, there's still yeah. news to talk well, and, about with Disney and, and we can, we can also think about, you know, changing the format a little bit, adding, adding a new segment or something, um, if, you know, maybe we'll start watching some decoms or something yeah. and and talking about them because there's a, a bunch of really dumb stuff on Disney Plus for us to do sure at some is. point, you know. Yeah. And, and so, uh, you know, we'll, we'll think about it. We'll brainstorm, you if know. If you have things you'd like to, to hear regular, us talk yeah, about absolutely. it, like, if, let us know. If you have ideas um, that you want us to steal um, <laughs> or if you, you know, if you there are things that you want us to talk about, yeah. Yeah. Let us know. 
Um, yeah. Thanks for listening. And if you're not someone that we know super personally, sorry that it sounds like we're mostly talking to those people, but anyone who listens to this, we would love to hear from you. And we really do genuinely hope that you are doing okay because these times are unprecedented and terrible and everything is stupid. So I hope you got some useful tips or feelings or laughs or schadenfreude (laughs) from this podcast episode again you can leave us feedback um, by going to boardandsassy.com and clicking contact or tweeting at us at at board and sassy uh, on twitter or boardandsassy at gmail.com works too so um yeah thank you for listening and i hope that whenever you listen to this you have a good rest of your day or night or whatever bye Bye. Gonna be a weird one. Mm-hmm. Hello and welcome to Bored and Sassy. I'm Val. And I'm Sam. And we're here to fucking talk. And we remembered the intro. Ball sacks. <laughs>